Are you wondering how to use your love of writing to glorify God and bless others, but you aren't really sure where to start? Or maybe you've been writing for a while, but now you want to start putting that work out into the world for others to read. If so, you are not alone and you are in the right place. My name is Amy Simon, and this is the Purposeful Pen Podcast, where we uncover how to build a writing life that brings joy to us, glory to God, and benefits others. Welcome to the Purposeful Pen Podcast. So this week, I am talking with Marielle Davenport about writing and publishing Bible studies. So this is a question I've specifically been asked, and so I'm looking forward to having Marielle here to talk about all the Bible study things. She is an atheist transformed by the Word of God. She knows the power of seeking God through his word. She is passionate about equipping others to tend their souls by the word using her tend method via her Substack journals, soul tending conferences, and online Bible studies. She's been married for 25 years and is a retired homeschool mama. She enjoys salsa from her garden as she pursues the gardener who tends her soul. And she's got some free resources um, for you that I will have the links for in the show notes. So welcome, Marielle. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Amy. I love this. This is super fun. And I love your podcast. You've done such a good job with it. Thank you. So there are a couple different threads that I think listeners will find interesting um, about your story and that I would love to cover in this conversation. So one is the nuts and bolts of writing Bible studies and publishing Bible studies. And the other is you have kind of a unique story about your path to traditional publishing. So I think those two things will sort of weave themselves together as we talk, but um, I'm looking forward to hearing about both of those. You have a contract to traditionally publish, is it three Bible studies? Yes, I have. Um, I signed a contract last at the end of last year for um, three Bible study books that I am to have done at three different intervals over the course of this year, and then they'll be released in fall of 25. Gotcha. What what are you allowed to talk about? Like, can you share the publisher or the anything else about them? Yeah, I think I can share the publisher. Um, and I tried to find out what all I can share, and I think I I'm free to share what I'm about to say. <laughs> um, so my publisher is um, Our Daily Bread Publishing Company. And so it is an arm of, you know, if people know about the Our Daily Bread, the little booklets that I feel like they were in every church in the 90s. <laughs> um, and so they also have a publishing arm. And of that publishing arm, they are looking to have a uh, women's line, which they recently started, and they want a Bible study in that line, like a line of Bible studies through that uh, women's line. And so by the pure grace of God, they have invited me to be that person that writes their Bible studies for that women's line. And so I'm really excited because they are a phenomenal publisher and we are so in line with one another that, I mean, only God could have done this. So yeah, it's definitely been a God thing. <laughs> that is so cool. Congratulations. What, you didn't take the traditional path. Did you set out to become traditionally published? Was that kind of your goal and you went about, did all the things what did, what does that journey look like? Um, yeah, so yes and no. Um, you know, when I was younger, I really wanted to be traditionally published. I had no idea how to go about it. I ended up doing some hybrid publishing of Bible studies back in the um in about 2010. 
Um, and then just mostly to get them out to my church. And then more recently, maybe about three or four years ago, I wrote query letters. I sent them, you know, how you're supposed to do all the things and say all the right things in them and all of that kind of stuff. And I got a lot of no's, all of them were no's. And um, so I was just praying about it and I decided I'm just going to lay it aside. I don't want to be traditionally published. I just want to put Bible studies together because that's what God's called me to do. And whoever he opens the door for me to teach, I will teach them Bible study. And so um, I set about doing that. And I spent about a year or two doing online Bible studies that I just wrote eBooks and taught them online and have loved doing that. And then by the grace of God, I was in a uh, book launch group for my agent because I love her books and not at all thinking of agencying and that sort of thing. I had never actually never even queried her. And I was approached at the time that I was in that book launch, I was approached by a traditional publisher uh, through Twitter of all places where I, I guess it's X now or something, but um, I only had maybe like 150 people on there following me. So, you know, they tell you have like 50,000 people or whatever. I had like zero, like, I, I don't even know what was going on over there. And so she sent me a traditional publishing editor sent me a direct message or whatever it is on Twitter and asked to Zoom with me to talk about potentially doing Bible study for them. And so I started asking the agent that I was doing, um, I was in her book launch. I just threw questions at her of like, hey, what do I do about this? You know, so she and I had a Zoom and um, signed me as her agent. It's Mary Demuth and she's amazing. Um, best cheerleader I could have ever asked for. And, um, and so then she and I started talking with that, that publisher and that actually ended up not being a good fit for me because what the type of Bible study they were after is not the type of Bible study. I felt like the Lord was calling me to write. I could write what they were asking, but Mary was, she is fantastic because she counseled me to stay true to what God was calling me to do. And so in doing that, I pitched a couple of things to them through her and got no's because that's not what they wanted. And we just continued to, you know, search. She, she just shipped my, um, my manuscript to other places. And, uh, the Lord opened this door with ODB last year. And I mean, it just blew my mind because even in zoom meetings with them and stuff, it just, their heart is so much for, what God's doing in growing the kingdom and not a um, maybe typical traditional route. Um, they are a ministry and not, you know, they're a nonprofit ministry. And so it's a little different than like the business world of like other publishers. I don't want to name anybody but <laughs> of other publishers, you know? And so, um, so typically, you know, publisher Christian or not, they're still looking to make money. Um, and, and I'm sure, I mean, ODB also, but has a little different bend because their heart is ministry. Um, and it is much more of a ministry. So it's just, it's a beautiful braiding of how God brought this together. And I was not in any way really seeking it out at that time. Um, but then at the time I was seeking it out, I didn't get what I thought I was, you know, going to have. So it's been an incredible lesson. Oh yeah. <laughs> so were you posting to Twitter or X or whatever it is regularly? 
Um, somewhat. Whenever I um, publish something on my, uh, like published a blog post or something like that, I would do like, you know, old school, you would do the little quotable or whatever, and it would ship it out there. Um, but I was never liking stuff and retweeting and all of the things that keep you relevant over there. I'm not sure how that publisher found me other than she was interested in the method that I teach. And I don't know how she came across that or I I really have no idea. That was just totally the Lord. Um, I never asked her like, why, you know, wh why did you pick me? Cause that sort of seems like an unsellable point there. <laughs> so, but, um, but you were actively trying to like, I'm going to build my platform on yeah. Twitter. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely awesome not. stuff out there. It and was I was, I was actually working on Instagram and things like that, you know, to build that and just had grabbed my name on Twitter. Like everybody tells you, like, grab your name on every single social media, if you can keep up with it. And, um, so it was, it was very hardly bottom of my brain kind of thing. Um, and I only even noticed that I had that direct message or whatever from the lady in, through Twitter. Uh, because it came through my email and notified me like somebody and I thought it was a scam <laughs> so it took me a little while and that's why I immediately went to Mary and I was like is this a scam is this a real thing you know and so she looked into it and um, and it wasn't and so I was able to meet with with that editor yeah but totally such a god thing because yeah it does not fit any of the correct you know protocol <laughs> right you did not follow the system <laughs> But I love that you were just doing the next thing. You you did what you needed to do. You thought you wanted to be traditionally published. So you you tried to do the things that you're supposed to do to get traditionally published. And those were no's. So you're like, okay, that's fine. Well, I'm just going to do what God's called me to do and teach it to my church and whoever else wants to hear it and doing it online. But then God opened doors. Here, you didn't have to have, you know, 50,000 followers on Twitter and be actively jumping through all of their hoops, whatever their hoops even are. You know, you were just faithful to do what you knew to do. And God placed this in your lap and said, here you go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is totally his doing because, yeah, like you said, I was just, I had really very much in my heart hung up the idea of traditional publishing and felt like, well, I mean, truth be told, you can make more money if you self-publish because then you're making all the money, right? On KDP, you, you can make like eight bucks if you send it to sell a $10 book or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, um, or at least you used to, I think the prices have gone up too. <laughs> but I mean, it's still, you know, there's more money to be made for sure in that in that realm um, because it's it's more yours. You're not sharing it with anybody or anything like that. And my heart really, apart from like, money stuff my heart really was to write bible studies and i just thought it's really hard to get into the world of traditional published bible studies and like that's been so such a saturated field that i felt like okay that's just not what i'm supposed to do and that's okay god planted me in this town god planted me in this space online and i had the reach that i had little tiny as it was that's the reach I had. And so I was able to pour into those people faithfully. And I mean, God just decided that's not the route I'm supposed to go. <laughs> like I actually am supposed to be traditionally published. And so um, I just, it's, 
it's got to be him really. I mean, I, I don't know how people that like bust and do all the things, you know, and try to dot all the I's and everything can do it because then it's almost like you have to keep doing it. Um, and I don't feel the pressure of that because I feel like if God could open this door, then he can walk me through it. So. Absolutely. That's such an encouragement too, that like, we think that we have to jump through all of those hoops and we have to do all of those things, even if it means not spending as much time on doing what the real actual thing is that we feel called to do. But you've sort of flipped that upside down and said, nope, just do the thing that you've been called to do and be faithful. And sometimes that means showing up and being part of someone's book launch because you enjoy her books. And then God opened doors and took care of that. And I'm sure you would have been satisfied even if that door had never opened and you were just doing what you in your hometown, in your home church, you know, yeah. online, um, leading Bible studies that way. So it kind of changes the what's the point, mm. you know, is the point to get published or is the point to serve God in whatever ways he provides and offers. So I love that. So I think one of the questions that people wonder about when it comes to publishing Bible studies is, do you have to have like a seminary degree or some formalized education in order to publish Bible studies? If you do, then I should not be doing it. So I don't, I don't have a seminary degree. <laughs> I would love one, but I have spent the last 20 plus years homeschooling and raising boys. So <laughs> I didn't get a chance to do that. I gave them an education um, and now I'm paying for their colleges. So, you know, <laughs> one day maybe. Um, but truly, I mean, God equips the enabled and enables the equipped. I mean, he just, he does what he's supposed to do. And that is equip us by his word, through his word, in order to point people to Jesus. And I mean, the, um, you know, in Acts where it says that the, the men that had been with Jesus and they were just ordinary men and um, they were unschooled. And if those first 12 men were not even chosen by a traditional rabbi, and yet Jesus thought this is this is perfect. These are the guys that I want to pour into. Um, how much more still now, you know, I mean, if we're willing to pour over the scriptures and soak our souls in the word of God, then I just know from experience that he is willing and able to pour out of us then into those that he gives us to pour into, whether that's our kids or our neighbors or, you know, our women's ministry or beyond that. So, um, I think, yeah, you're exactly right. It, it's, it's like you had said of just the fact that we are to be faithful in where we're at. And so if he opens a door for seminary, fantastic, do that. You know, um, I don't think that's a, a negative. And there's some fantastic Bible teachers that do have seminary degrees and master's degrees and all of the things, you know, PhDs and whatever, but there are plenty of women that have poured into my life who have zero seminary degree, but know Jesus really well and really intimately. And that changed me. So if I can do that for somebody else, then great. You know, um, I do spend a lot of time in commentaries and I'm a total nerd. So I, I love to read and eat up all of the nonfiction, everything and Bible study and things like that. Um, and spend a lot of time in scripture because I really love it. And my kids are launched. So I have the time too. Um, but my heart is for women to know how to get in the word for themselves. And so 
I think by the angle, I guess, of my own Bible study writing is a little different because I'm not bringing to it my scholarly knowledge. I'm bringing to it my, the way that I seek the Lord. And, um, and so I just guide women through my Bible study method rather than offering scholarly commentary or something like that. Um, so I think it depends. So um, if you are are in seminary and have done seminary and are pursuing that, I think that is a fantastic route. Um, but if not, then I don't think it's necessary. I've seen that it's not necessary um, just in women that I've known. Definitely. Yeah, that makes sense. Did you come across publishers who want it where the, the seminary degree or lack thereof was a barrier where that was an issue? Um, I did. I do recall one publisher asking what my um, credentials were. And I don't know that they were necessarily turned away by the fact that it wasn't that because I had had the experience of teaching for so many years. And I have, um, because I've been teaching women's Bible study for 20 years. And so to them, that was, there was something there. Um, so I, I would say yes and no, because if, if it's the right publisher for you, then they will require what you have to give. And if it's not the right publisher and they are seeking seminary, you know, people with seminary degrees and that sort of thing, then you'll get a no from them. But I don't want a publisher that requires that because they're going to think I'm, I know more than I do. <laughs> well, and yes, I think that brings to light too the idea that a no isn't necessarily a, you're not good enough. It's just, no, it's not the right match for what we're looking for. Like you said, you your style of Bible study is more teaching women how to get into the word themselves rather than standing up on a stage, you know, okay, let's talk through the end times in the book of Daniel and piece together. All right. <laughs> exactly. I know my limitations and <laughs> I'll go with that. Right, right. So are there along those lines, are there, and I'm assuming there are, there's different types of Bible studies. Right. Like what sure. different types have you come across in, in the publishing world? Yeah, there's definitely very different types. Um, what the publisher that initially reached out to me, they were looking for more of a fill in the blank, very guided um, story driven is how they refer to it. Story driven Bible study. And so it was to be illustration after illustration with a very specific, like if I was seeking people to answer a certain way to show them something in a particular chapter, that sort of thing, and would have fill in the blank. So that's the kind of thing that like, you know, what people think of like Beth Moore Bible studies, the Priscilla Shires, like the Kelly Mittner, the kind that you can pull off the, you know, old school Lifeway shelf kind of thing. Um, so that's definitely one still very popular, um, you know, Bible study um, avenue. But I think we are as a Christian group of women, I think from what I've seen um, in what the publishing world is doing, it seems to be turning a little more towards um, guided journal ideas uh, where people can engage with God's word for themselves and either journal prayers or journal um, through scripture or things like that. Um, and I think because we're just hungry for the word of God and we've got enough noise around us that 
I don't, I mean, at least for me, I'm not interested in everybody else's thought about it. I just want to know what the Holy Spirit has to say to me first. And I think that that's thankfully becoming an increased need, you know? Um, and so there are publishers out there that, that I know of that are looking for people that are willing to write Bible studies that are both fill in the blank and more, you know, guided journal type of Bible studies. Um, and then there's, of course, ones that are kind of in between that offer a bit of commentary, but also offer some guided um, things. I think of even ones that uh, Proverbs 31 and Daily Grace Co. and stuff that they put out. Um, you know, I think there is m as much type of Bible study out there style of Bible study as there are Bible study writers and Bible study students, because we're going to seek what it is that you know, fits how we learn. And so I would say, it, I mean, any of your Bible study writers, like keep doing the method, the way that you write, whether it's to write commentaries or whether it's to write fill in the blank or journal style, like do what God's giving you to do, because there's a need for that. Yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> so now you've been leading Bible studies online. I was part of one well, a couple of years ago, I think that was very fun. What does that look like for you? And what role did that play in getting an agent and publishing? Yeah. So I started, it was maybe 2020 when the whole world went online, started doing Bible studies online. And um, I just did a weekly Zoom gathering and women would do the homework that I wrote and it was a download and then they would gather weekly to go over what God was teaching them. And so that that has been a really sweet part of all of it for me because I had never taught quite like that until then. And so I think even that was part of the stepping stone, you know, that I needed to have confidence online and just knowing what women all over the place are looking for. Cause I've only ever taught women in front of me in my living room or, you know, at a church or something like that. And it is a far different thing, you know, to gather women from the UK and from Australia and, you know, all over the world. And, um, and so that I think has opened my eyes to the need and of women getting in God's word across the board, just the body of Christ getting into his word for themselves, um, which has been a confirmation for me for what it is that I'm writing um, and for presenting Bible study the way that I do. As far as it helping or um, playing a role in getting an agent and that sort of thing, um, the original publisher that reached out to me did know about my um, method and the online Bible studies I was doing. She'd never been part of the any of the classes because I went back and looked. Because <laughs> I was like, who is this woman? Um, but she um, she was aware of it and she knew people that had done it. And so maybe that was part of the connection. Um, and I have had publishers that found that to be a positive thing, that I have done it online, that I know how to do it online. Um, and my current publisher is very interested in that and in, you know, working alongside me with that. And so, yeah, I think it, it comes back to just doing what you do and keep doing it and just be consistent. And um, And God will bring who you need to have in front of you because, that I just was doing what I was called to do. And, um, 
and he brought me the right people. And like you said, the, the being part of a launch team, like that makes such a difference. If you can have eyes for other writers, and I know that you do, Amy, um, and it, it just looking around for a heart to lift up other writers and serve the writing community like you do, and just, you know, creating platforms that lift up other writers in a way that is encouraging and serving them like what would you want a writer to do for you you want somebody on your launch team so go be on somebody's launch team you know for the pure sake of encouraging her and um i think and even the the like pre-order books like you know authors are so blessed by people pre-ordering their book because it tells amazon like this is somebody that's worth having their books and stuff and so just doing that what for other people what you want done for you um is I mean, it's always something that God's going to you reap what you sow and God is going to use that as we love and serve other people genuinely, not for the purpose of them doing it back, but for the purpose of genuinely loving other people and washing their feet, um, God will use that and bless that in whatever way that looks. It may not be traditional publishing, but it may be the editor that you needed to be able to, um, you know, edit a manuscript before you upload it to KDP. I mean, there's no telling. And there are a lot of incredibly talented writers, I know, in our spheres of influence. And um, and I'm sure in way other ones that we don't even know. So, um, so yeah, I think it's it's just about building one another up and encouraging one another in and knowing we, we're all in a different lane even if it looks similar, we are called to a specific thing. And ultimately Christian writers, especially Christian like Bible study writers, what we are called to is to grow the kingdom of God and to know Jesus and make him known. And so that there should not be competition in that there should be encouragement and sharpening and um, fanning into flame what God's doing in other people. And so through that, I think that's how it just, my path just opened because the Lord was just like, okay, this is the route I've set you up in exactly the right place. And, and I, I don't think though it is unique, what happened, the way it's happened to me, I don't know that it's super unique in the sense that God can do that with anybody. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and I've heard other types of stories like that, that just completely go against all of the traditional wisdom and <laughs> ways of doing things. I, uh, on the topic of being sort of the competition versus, you know, we stay in your lane type of thing. I was listening to an interview, it was not even a Christian interview, but it was talking about creators in general and, and talking about how like the market is so saturated for all of these things. Like all the information is all out there. Like you're, but the way that you're going to not compete, but the way that you're going to find your lane is to be yourself, is to tell your story. Your story is unique. Your way of approaching Bible study is unique because you're a unique person and you have unique perspective and view on life. And so even if there's lots of people who are talking about how to study the Bible, there are people that are going to resonate with your way to study the Bible. And right. so, yeah, we're not competing with all those other people, but God has a place for that, even if it seems similar yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel like it can't be overstated. It's almost like cliche, I think, in the writing world. But like, it, it's so true that your voice is needed. Every person that God has put a heart to write or teach in some way through words or standing on a stage or art or 
whatever your creative outlet that God's given you to express your heart for him is needed and is unique and will reach the person or persons that it's supposed to. But I mean, Jesus was willing to make a difference in one life. I mean, he crossed the the sea to go serve the one guy in the tombs and then just came back. <laughs> I mean, if he's willing for the one, then shouldn't we be willing for the one? Definitely. So you've talked about a lot of things, but if if somebody wants to write and publish Bible studies themselves, any other pieces of advice or suggestions that you would give them? Um, yeah, two things I would say. One, really get to know your craft, really know all the things that you can learn about how to be a good teacher, how to be a good speaker, how to write well. I mean, those things have been so helpful to me over the years that I've, you know, done workshops and things like that, that that is very beneficial. It's the idea of just fanning into flame that gift that's been given to you and not just, you know, well, I have this gift, so I'm just going to plow through. And I think part of the responsibility of holding that gift is to sharpen it and make it, you know, more effective. Um, and then the other thing I would say is keep doing what you're doing. Don't let supposed rejection, I mean, putting that in quotes, um, <laughs> that don't let that be a rejection of you. That is just God putting the boundary lines where they're supposed to fall and um, trust that God has a plan, even if it's for the one. I mean, I originally started teaching my Bible study method to my own two boys when they were, you know, six and eight years old, when we were homeschooling, I never thought I'd go beyond my dining room table with my two little boys. And even they have taught other people that method. So you just never know how God's going to multiply something or use something and in what season of life he's going to do it. Because, you know, if I had, if I had actually traditionally published um, when my boys were younger, then I would have been pulled so many directions and God called me first to homeschool my children. And so I think trusting the Lord with the season and trusting the Lord with your path um, and just be faithful to grow in it and be faithful to just keep doing what God's called you to do. Amen. Yes. <laughs> I so agree. Do what you're doing. Be faithful in the season that you're in and just be patient. Yeah. And to continue to hone your craft, all wonderful suggestions. So thanks so much, Marielle. I appreciate it. Um, I will put the links to Marielle has a uh, free guide tools to tending your soul that I will put the link for that and her website and all the other places you can find her in the show notes. In addition to on Substack, the new place for writers, right? <laughs> place for writers. I know the new hot topic. Um, yeah. So thanks so much, Marielle. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Amy. It's been great. I love catching up with you and getting to serve your listeners. So keep doing what you're doing too, friend. It's very helpful. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Substack to take advantage of additional resources. Comment on the chat questions and see what others are saying as well. There are also journaling prompts you can download to further process the things we talk about in each week's episode. You can further support the podcast by liking it, commenting on it, and of course, sharing it with others. <laughs>